there's just something about the Netflix bin. I do. I, it, I it makes it less understand. sticky. I, you know, maybe maybe Netflix is dipping their toes into like uh, sports and everything. Maybe yeah. eventually one day. Cinema. Did you see that they're they're doing a, a spotlight of 1974 films, reaching their 50th anniversary? Oh, yeah. So wild. Ted, come through. Ted. All right. Um, not Ted the show on Peacock. Ted Sarandos. No, no, no. Well, Ted, you I, also I hear good things. I know. I, I'm. Are I, we going to watch? Ted? I'm mad that I've seen like three different Twitter clips that made me laugh, and I'm like, I know. I should uh, watch the show. I think if I watch it, it's just going to be like, this is not as good as this. <laughs> <laughs> We're watching the highlight reel. Um. All right. So that's beef. Uh. Dane number four. My number four is the the lone anime that made the list it is scott pilgrim takes off dane let's dane this was my hardest cut this is my number 11 and i was really banking on you having this okay so let's please do not uh go into spoilers i know the main i know the main twist because i did see the first episode (laughs) so So, i know how the first episode i don't don't have to pretend like it's the same the same story yeah i I don't think we don't have to I don't think you can get, you can say what the basic premise of the story is because I knew that going in because it's, it's, great, revealed, it's a great, it's, such it's a, revealed in episode one. It's how it people ends. Were, people were like, it's a bait and switch. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, if it, it was a it's bait and hook. switch, it's the fucking best bait and switch I've ever seen in my entire life. Cause it, it re- the, the first episode really puts you on like a, a mindset of you're like, wow, I'm really watching this. And like, it doesn't really feel as special because it's the same thing that I know. It's literally the repeating lines and, from Scott Pilgrim. And you're and, like, Oh, is this just going to be that? And they, they kind of like, I, I feel like they made a, like a comment about that at some point. Maybe there was like a, like one line that they threw away, but from the second episode on it's, it's, it, it completely changes tone into a, a slice of life story with Ramona as the main character, but it's still also entirely about Scott. Like, yeah. um, and they get the whole cast back. Like yeah. Larson, which the entire it, cast. It, it, uh, it's an anime. Mary, um, Elizabeth it's an Winstead. anime that is like fully earned the right to be watched in a dub. The, the dub cast, like the, I, I don't want to say they're all incredible because they're not all voice actors. Uh, but there were people that, put really, really quality voice acting performances out there. Uh, May Whitman's uh, character uh, is the fourth evil ex, uh, Roxy. She, she, I thought killed it in voice acting. She might've done some voice acting. Chris Evans, uh, they, they, they had so much. I really felt the love for, for Chris Evans and the second evil ex. Um, I I forget his name, but yeah. Yeah. Luke, he's Chris Evans is excellent in this. He's really, really. Kieran Culkin. Yeah. Dude, you get so much. Kieran Kieran Culkin. Culkin kind of steals the show for like a large chunk of it. It kind of just is like, I just want to spend this entire show with Kieran Culkin. Yeah. They they do like a whole, they do a whole thing where like, young Neil writes a movie, but he doesn't really write a movie, but the movie he writes is the movie Scott, Scott Pilgrim Pilgrim's versus the precious world. Little life. Um. <laughs> it's, 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 it's insane. And it's really, really, really quality animation. 
it, it, it's clearly just a project that 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 people uh, enjoyed making, like getting the entire cast back. Yeah, and uh, the animation yeah. style is like the same as the I, book. It's it's incredibly similar. Uh, I, I don't want to say it's exactly the same, but Inspi- it's, heavily inspired. I, I guess. It's, I mean, the, the, yeah, the character designs are based from the book. Dean, so I wanted to ask: Have you read all of the books? I did. I after. So- after I after I finished watching Scott Pilgrim takes off, I was like, oh, I should probably read the comics. So, so how much of a like how much of Scott Pilgrim takes off kind of borrows from the books themselves? Because I know that the books themselves have like they go a lot more in depth than the there movie is obviously. Yeah. So the movie takes place over the course of like a week and the, the books take place over the course of like a year. So there's a lot that you don't see in the books. The books are a lot like heavier uh, thematically. The books like like from, from watching the the movie, you're like, yeah, Scott Scott Pilgrim's kind of a piece of shit, but mm-hmm. like he's trying to be better. For the books, for most of it, you're like Scott Pilgrim is a real piece of shit. <laughs> um, and and Scott Pilgrim takes off. Uh, it 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 feels it's it's pretty disconnected from the books it's really more of like a celebration of scott pilgrim it's it's the author uh brian Lee o'malley like looking back on his work like what 20 years later or something like that it's like a, a guy who's much older looking back on how he felt in his early 20s and kind of uh pontificating and you know, maybe not necessarily trying to correct the story, but like, you know, he, he's grown up. He's learned yeah, more. Sort of maybe update he, it. Yeah. But it, I, I think what it really comes down to is the entire series is about having fun and making something you love, which was a, a, a big, a big uh, uh, criteria. I, I weighted that heavily in my list is if the people who made it appeared to be enjoying making it. Mm-hmm that that was good enough for me to to really uh, identify with yeah boost it up yeah yeah i i I watched the first episode definitely intrigued i should have shouted out in my uh, little did not finish section at the beginning uh because this was one of the ones i did uh start sort of grazing over so i'll put it back in the rotation it's on netflix it's uh it's 10 episodes isn't it I believe yeah. so. They're, I, they're like 30 minute episodes. It's a really easy watch. It's an easy watch. I will say as a non anime boy, aside from attack on Titan, um, and Neon Genesis and, 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 and that's, and that's fucking lame Hunter. That's fucking um, lame. I know. I know. I watched like the most normie of fucking, anime. you watch the most sad like, boy normie. Yeah. I watched sad boy. anime. <laughs> it says more so about sad. me than anything. Um, I watch more sad boy media than most people. It's, it's eight episodes. Um, I think that there is a thing, especially if you are not a normal anime watcher. If you're somebody who's like, Oh, I like Scott Pilgrim, but I just want to throw this on. You got to just be prepared that there's going to be a seven minute anime fight sequence in like each episode. <laughs> yeah, but, it, but it's awesome. It's just it's beautifully fun. animated. The, it is the, fun. The, it's really beautifully animated. Some of them are better than others. I will say some of them I was just like, I think it was more so because the story itself is pretty compelling. That's like, 
it's a way that I've heard a lot of people describe like whenever they watch like a fight scenes in some other movies where it's like, all right, I like kind of tune out for the next like six minutes until you're done punching each other. That's, so we can that's me. And uh, that's me with like most uh, movies. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. And there is a little bit of that in Scott Pilgrim, but it is really beautifully animated. And I think that even Without that, the story itself is worth watching, especially if you're a fan. There is a lot of really, really, like, really smart, without Edgar Wright being directly involved in this. It's very self-aware. A lot of Edgar Wright-isms in here, um, especially whenever they are making the Scott Pilgrim movie. Um, The director is is Edgar Edgar Wrong. They make make a whole joke about how like a straight guy is playing Wallace Wells, like a notoriously (laughs) straight guy. (laughs) And and it's Kieran Culkin like calling it out. It's just incredible. That's great. The humor in it is like fucking spot on. Like it has that sharp wit to it. That is one of the things I think makes Scott Pilgrim like one of the best movies of the 2010s. And it has that kind of wit to it um, as a show that I, I really it's definitely worth checking out i will it's uh scott pilgrim takes off it's on netflix it's dane's number four all right boys top three top three my number top three. three i f- i know what two of your top three are Hunter, oh. Oh. but i don't know the third one and if it's the same as what i'm about to say and i'm looking we, at we might all be we might all be relatively uh, we're, are we gonna have we're, we might, we might have this. two of the top threes. I think in together. the same range here, but um, guys, my number three is the curse. Oh no! I, oh my god! The cur- the, uh, it's be- it's because Ernest. it's because I can't get Showtime. I have to jump through hoops to get Ernie, Showtime. I, I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it. Either. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it because I'm gonna say that I didn't watch this. I didn't include this on my list because it it wrapped up in 2024, so I didn't count it. Let me let me take. When you reality, up. I just I just didn't see it. Let me <laughs> let me take you all the way back. That's to the that's year psycho. The year two thousand twenty-one, I believe, is when this was announced. I actually, I think this was announced in like. 20- it was announced how a many, long how many time years ago. Years did we have this on our most anticipated? Exactly. Year? That's that's what I was gonna yeah, say. It, yeah, I like lost my mind when I saw this when it was announced. It's my favorite guy. It's, my favorite actress and like one of the best up and coming uh, minds in film. Yeah. Benny Safdie, Nathan Fielder, Emma Stone. Um, it's, it is on Paramount plus with Showtime, um, which is a big reason why uh, nobody saw it, but it's also a big reason why they let them make this because this is unlike anything I've ever seen. I, when we talked about it in passing, I described it as Lynchian, which was like the closest comparison well, I could get to. Um, friend of the pod, Colin, compared it to uh, Twin Peaks. Yes. I want to say that. Which is also Fire, a show. Fire Walk With Me, maybe. Well, Fire Walk With Me is very like. I don't, ab- I don't remember what. Abrasive and kind of grotesque. I don't remember. He may have been just talking about the finale. Probably The Return. Probably. Or The Return. Yeah. Uh, the return, which was the, you know, the, the 2017, um, 18 episode, like sequel series on Showtime. Also on Showtime. Yeah. So it it just makes sense why they went to Showtime for the curse, um, and not at HBO, which is where Nathan Fielder has his new deal, making the rehearsal and making uh, how to with John Wilson guys. I, I don't even know where to start with this show. I don't even know like what to say. 
don't, especially I given mean, don't, the, say, don't say too much. The last episode, which is like quite possibly one of the most bold and I haven't been, I haven't stopped thinking about the last episode of the curse since I saw it. It is one of the most insane things I've ever seen on television and everything leading up until that point is not necessarily like groundbreaking, but it is very strange and off-putting and it's a show that you can't put into a single box. Um, I was very frustrated watching this season. I went into it with a lot of expectations, a lot of excitement, uh, given, you know, our crew here and every week I was sitting there thinking, okay, Emma stone is putting on a great performance. Benny Safdie is here with a curly wig. Uh, Nathan is holding his own alongside Emma stone, which is insane to think that that's like not really shout out to our boy right there. Not really an actor. And he's just, I think he's acting every day of his life. Right. Well, that's that's the thing. That's the brother. Thing. I think you're just talking about somebody as a neurodivergent guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's just life as a neurodivergent king is acting every single day of your life. It, I I we held off this episode because if we would have recorded this last week, it would have been before the finale, and. If we would have recorded this episode before the finale, I think I probably would have left this season just off my list because because <laughs> the finale is just that insane. It, that's going like, to put up to number three <laughs> because if 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 you were to watch the curse and then tell me that it was a huge waste of time and it didn't make any sense and it was insanely like weird and cringy and pretentious I probably would say that you're right. I probably wouldn't disagree with you. I'd be like, yep, that's, that's the curse, but it is also one of the most insane pieces of art that I've seen. Like putting it at three just feels weird because it almost, it almost defies like television or like any type of description in the filmmaking medium it's it's insanely weird and every single episode it just does not conform to any type of real narrative or through line like you are following these characters the general story is that Emma Stone and Nathan Fielder play a couple that have a a show that's going to be on HGTV produced by Nathan Fielder's character and it's a show about it's called Fliplanthropy and it's about them coming into a neighborhood um in New Mexico um, Española and buying up these dilapidated homes and retrofitting them, basically taking them down and rebuilding these green homes, these sustainable homes. Um, and that's the whole premise of the show, but it's also just about their marriage and how it's falling apart and how, uh, Emma Stone's character relies entirely on her parents, uh, who are essentially slumlords. Uh, that have a very terrible reputation in this community. So that's kind of the bones of the story, but there's just so much else there that again, every episode is just insanely weird. And that's where the Lynchian piece comes in where you just don't know your footing is never even every single episode. You're like, what is happening? What is going on? I, I don't understand what is happening. And then the finale comes. 
and I, I just can't, I can't say anything about it. Like I just, you guys just have to see it and let me know what you think. Is, is it just like the finale, like makes everything fall into place? Like, well, I kept watching this show every week thinking I love Nathan Fielder. I love Benny Safdie and I love Emma stone. And I'm so confused why they made this. I don't understand it. I don't know what is happening <laughs> that nothing is making sense. And then it made sense. It be, and I needed, I needed that finale because it's, it felt like it was going to be a huge waste of time. It felt like this whole show was just going to be this like kind of nothing ball of trying to make a statement about, um, and, and I guess it does in a way make a statement about, um, America, uh, American, like, uh, modern, like liberalism, like modern progressivism, like, um, uh, how do you, uh, how white savior shit, white savior, but also like performative activism, yeah, like a very okay. specific type of white liberal that wants to do things quote unquote for the good of the they community. They want their name on top of a hospital wing, but it's, it's just, it's selfish. Right. Yeah. And that's the, that's the Emma stone character is, is, and in a year where we have Emma stone doing the performance of a lifetime and poor things, she's playing this very, very different character here where she is just kind of the worst person um where she's just a spoiled brat that uh is trying to convince herself that she's a good person uh by doing all these good things for the community where it's just doing things for herself but that's not really like what you're holding on to there's it's very very difficult to have a a, a central point of gravity in this show it constantly feels like it's spinning out of its own orbit uh until this final episode <laughs> i i just i don't even want to say Man. anything else because i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say too much but I, I kept waiting i kept waiting i was like i need something i need this show to do something because if i just get another episode of me feeling lost, I'm going to hate this. And they did it. They fucking did it, man. It is unreal what this, I am going to be thinking about this for a long time. I cannot stop thinking about it. I cannot stop devouring theories and interpretations about what I just saw. And it is truly art. It is truly, truly art. It is incredible. So I almost started watching this uh, two days ago. And then the only reason why I didn't was because I was like, this show deserves more than a binge. Like, this is a show that Nathan Fielder and Benny Safdie write every episode. Like, yeah. they co-wrote every episode. Nathan Fielder, I think, directs what, like, all but yeah, a bunch two of them? Of them? Yeah. Like, he directs almost all this it didn't feel right to give this the binge treatment. I was like, I need to savor this piece of media and why I have not watched it. I have no good excuse except for like, I'm waiting it's for Paramount plus with Showtime. <laughs> well, I do have a Paramount plus with Showtime login that I used to watch survivor um, and <laughs> to watch CBS games, but uh, CBS NFL games. But I, uh, aside from just like waiting to find the right time with a, uh, 
with Gaia to watch this together, like I, I don't have a good excuse. I, I'm so ready for this. This is made in a fucking lab for me to yeah. enjoy. And like you're telling me that Nathan Fielder, Emma Stone, and Benny Safdie came together to make a Lynchian type show. Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? Like I don't know what else more you yeah, could yeah, possibly yeah, ask for. I, I can hear Hunter's penis swelling up. Yeah, I, it's happening. I'm like, wearing <laughs> I'm wearing a Twin Peaks shirt as we record this episode. A Twin Peaks the Return shirt. So I'm 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 all in. I mean, honestly, the finale of the curse reminds me a lot of part gotta like <laughs> of part eight. It's part eight, right? Yeah, episode yeah. eight. Um I I can't believe that this is real. I can't believe that they let them do this. Um I don't know if Fielder and Safety are gonna work on something else again. I would love to see it. But if this is it, like holy shit, what a what a work. Um, it really is. It is making me think a lot about the, the larger Nathan project because, you know, Nathan for you ended on this beautiful note of finding Francis. We all saw the rehearsal, how that unraveled into whatever that was. I mean, it was incredible. That, that, that got renewed. Masterful. Right? Well, yeah, but yeah, I, don't, so. I don't think they've started on, on the second it's season be, yet. It's going to be three or four years. They got to, they got to make a whole nother easily. Yeah. Easily, but it, it's just, this is making me think a lot about what Nathan is trying to do, what his aspirations are, what his view on the world is, how he sees himself as an artist. Like I honestly, guys, I feel lucky to be living in the same life as Nathan Fielder, like to be <laughs> in the same timeline. I think as every day. <laughs> I, as him, like putting these things out into the world, like to, to have seen the, the rise of Nathan for you in in pretty much in real time. And as go we to, were just like the only people harping the praise of Nathan, Nathan for you on this podcast and, and we then were go, ambassadors and then go to the rehearsal. And now this, it's like, I, I truly believe that he is an exceptional artist mm -hmm. and, and Benny Safdie. Um, I mean, th there's a lot of like uh, good time and um, uncut gems energy in this show. So it's just this perfect synthesis um, that for a, a while there felt like it was a little too weird to grab onto, but man, that, that finale is just out of this world. Uh, un unbelievable. Please, 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 please try everything to not get spoiled on it. If you know what happens, like just try to keep it to yourself. Um, I've been seeing some people posting on Twitter, some pretty spoilery stuff. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen any of it. No, the most I've been spoiled is by you just now. <laughs> I haven't said anything about the finale. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen anybody you, talking uh, to about be honest, it. You, you did a really eloquent job of talking about the show without talking about it. Yeah. If, if, it, it, there's a lot of people that uh, have gone on YouTube and been like the curse finale explained the, the masochistic <laughs> filmmaking of the curse. And if, if Nathan and, and Benny, if all they're trying to do is just rile those people up just to fuck with them. I love that. If, if the whole point of this is just, is just a big joke to just to get people to be like, mm, let's, uh, let's be very intellectual and examine the, the deeper meaning of the curse. That is amazing too. Like I don't need it to be deep. I just, I just love it. <laughs> it's, it's just incredible. It's just one of the best things I've seen in a long time. Um, so that's the curse. It's my number three. 
Hunter. Number three. Uh, my number three is I mentioned at the top of like uh, now we are fully in the golden zone of like I didn't know you could do this with TV. Uh, my number three is something that I think is the most lightning in a bottle show that I is have it, ever seen in my same? life. It's jury is it the same. It's uh, jury duty. That's, that's, that's my is number, that also three. Your number three. That's my number three. Man, this fucking show. So this is a show that I. This is one of the shows that I watched the last episode uh, earlier today. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't think people did a good enough job selling it. Uh, here's the thing. It's a freebie show. <laughs> it is on freebie, which is what the fuck are we doing? Amazon? Uh, like we're I'm putting this I'm, on your free network. Yeah. May, maybe, maybe there's something to freebie. Maybe there's hidden gems on freebie. I, I, don't, I, don't, think, I don't think so. I don't, I, I don't think, think so. freebie survives through the end of this year. <laughs> um, I'm just, listen, if freebie at least gave us this, that's incredible i i think that this is like one i did kind of forget that jury duty came out this year because this is another show that feels like it came out like yeah three years ago um because the whole news cycle that came out after our boy um uh uh ronald like went through the whole media cycle coming out of this so for ronald. people who don't know <laughs> Did, did for people who don't know, cycle? the general, yeah, a little bit, yeah. The general, the the premise of this show is that there's a what guy who signs up to take part they, in a they, documentary. They they, they want they want to get the, the the full jury experience. Yes, but you you can't film court proceedings. That's right. that's what was like failed to be explained to me. It, yeah, no, because that's highly illegal because it's a fucking active yes. court proceeding. You cannot actively and, film and, that. And because they can't actively film it, they uh, they stage a court proceeding. The thing is that everyone involved is an actor except for one guy. Ronald. Ronald. Our boy and he, Ronald. And he has no fucking clue what's going on. Yeah. Down to just being sequestered for three weeks while this <laughs> is all happening. He just let me tell you, they somehow I they really like found gold. There's yeah. so this many this show points. works only because they found they, him. They found There's, the perfect guy. Yeah. Yes, dude. He somehow is so charismatic, but also just so willing to like go with the flow of everything. Like I, I aspire to be Ronald. Like if I was put in this, in this exact situation, I can only hope that I would have both the same charisma and also the same like nonchalantness that Ronald has of just willing to just go with the flow and just let things happen as they are happening. I, I like to think that I'm like accepting enough to be like if like an acquaintance I knew from work showed up one day with chair pants and I'd be like yeah dude just let him let him do his thing chair don't pants, worry about it so good I shout out to the fucking Dollar Tree Domnall Gleason uh the guy who plays Todd uh David Brown um this guy showing up with chair pants is incredible um James Marsden is in Unreal. the show playing himself Emmy nominated uh, as the guy I, I, from Sonic and X-Men. <laughs> he, he had a role in 30 rock. Okay. It's, let's let's no, not forget Chris with two S's. I, it's he no, is so fucking funny in this down to in the very first episode, which I, I I'll spoil this because it's the very first episode. He hires fake paparazzi to try and get himself out of the court proceedings as they're happening. Um, 
And then like he gets mad at Ronald for being like, oh no, I I knew who he was because he's the guy from from X-Men. And he's like, you can't throw X-Men out. Whenever you say X-Men, people are thinking Hugh Jackman. They don't think James Mars. <laughs> I mean, the, um, the even the even even funnier bit that you really can't script is that he's like, I know where you, I know you from. It's sex my favorite drive. movie, Sex Drive. Oh, Sex, sex drive. drive! Sex Drive! It's that and, he has a DVD of Sex Drive at his house, and and, and the <laughs> the fact that that movie keeps coming up throughout the season is just. Uh, I I found a lot of this season really hard to watch. Like the, the, the curse was extremely cringe. Like there are moments where I just could not look at the TV in that show, but jury duty in some ways was even more so because at least in the curse, you know, that, that they're all (laughs) everybody's in on it in the curse in in jury duty. I felt so bad for this guy. It almost is. Well, it was kind of cruel. No, it has like, so the thing is the difference between like something like even like Nathan for you, where it almost feels mean spirited in some respects is that like everyone at the end of the day, especially as because this is eight episodes long, the, I mean, we gave away the premise of the show. So, you know where it's going to, in a lot of ways, the eighth episode kind of acts as a coda. Oh, well, it, it makes the show. Is, the I show, think, it, I, yeah. I, I think that it, because it, of that, it, it it is so much more, it's not mean-spirited anyway. And a lot yeah. of it's like, there is genuine connections that are happening because you can only act for so much when you spend three yeah. straight weeks with the, a person. Like, the actors at the end of it are like, like, you know, we were acting, but like, that was us. We yeah, do yeah. actually like, <laughs> like you. Ronald. You're a boy. Like we're thousands. You fucking rock. You're you're cool. Yeah, I mean, it kind of it makes me think about Survivor a little bit. You know how you I, have to to in order to play Survivor, you have to lie to people. That you can't be a good Survivor player and be honest. But it's lying while also still letting it, yourself shine. Exactly. It's it's I I kind of like. Like I so I don't I don't like impractical jokers. This is like if we took impractical jokers and like did it well. Is it, it's it's just like it's pranking, but it's like harmless pranking. It, but it is relentless pranking. It's but, I do want to know an alternate version of this because there is like almost a trial of Ronald that yeah, happens. Yeah, what, what, what happens if Ronald's show? a piece of shit? That's like that's the alternate the show, the show doesn't that, work. I well, I also want to see that. Like, what if Ronald just comes for kids two thousand dollars? He's like, "Sorry, bro, you owe me two k. You lost in yin or whatever the fuck made up Korean board game that they're playing together." He like rats everyone out at Margaritaville for drinking. (laughs) Not allowed to drink at Margaritaville. I'm sitting. I'm sitting. James Marsden immediately. He's just like, dude, my boy just fucking hired fake paparazzi. I don't know what you're talking about. The whole bit throughout it that James Marsden is rehearsing. Yeah, for for Lone Pine, a Quentin Tarantino film. <laughs> he, has to, he has to practice his Being line. like a blue collar guy. It's so fucking fun. Like, That's really this the, 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 the whole scene where they're running lines. Or, so that, that, that that episode, I think, has to oh. be the 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 peak of the series. So <laughs> yes, it's that is my favorite episode. I felt, and I felt also, so bad. Also, because of the two, so the two guys who are one of them I've recognized before is an actress, um, Edie 
Modica, uh, who plays Genie, and then Mecky Leaper, uh, who's this guy who plays Noah, this like Mormon Christian <laughs> boy. Uh, I I don't even know he's, who this guy is. He's a um, nice, clean boy. He's he's, he's, he's just, just a, a nice, good little clean boy. boy. And the I I, I don't want to get into spoilers, but their relationship specifically together, and in that one episode, I, how things evolve or should i say devolve is like the funniest shit that i've seen in anything this year like i was like keeled over at a certain point like no no we aren't doing this anymore and then it's filmed and you're like i cannot fucking handle what i'm looking at right now this is unreal it's it's incredible absolutely it's, incredible it, yeah I, I i i saw that they were like i get like they were like oh you know season two's like is stalled because of the the writer strikes and i'm sitting there i'm like how the fuck do you think you can do a season two of this? wait you they're can. doing another season you can I, I don't i don't know if it's been renewed i knew that like there were people that were talking about wanting a second season it got and all too I can famous do- all, all I mean, Nathan just and, kept going. People don't know about jury duty, but it's you know, your average person, I mean, especially because right. the first season is in LA. If you go to like fucking bumfuck nowhere, there's no way that anybody. Yeah, who it, this. So, so the the moment this show ended up having wasn't because of freeview; it was because of TikTok. Um, the, it got to the point where there was like a New York Times article about how the show blew up on TikTok, which was always very interesting to me because. It was really, it wasn't because like, I think you should leave where like the little clips from, I think you should leave really work on TikTok. clips from jury duty. Don't work on TikTok because you don't have the whole context. The reason it, it became big on TikTok is because that's where people found out about it. Like, yeah, they, they, you would watch a little promo. You'd watch a little clip, uh, and sort of be like, I don't understand this fully. I but I want to know more. This seems really interesting. It, it wasn't because it fit the medium in any way. It's an all time great premise, like a, yeah. a truly all time great premise that just fucking works. Yeah, it's I mean, the the pitch was uh, the office, but real. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, there was also, you know, Ronald has said since like he is pretty traumatized from no, this, like in a real I way. Can imagine <laughs> you spent you spent almost a month with people and you're like forming genuine connections and you find out that like it's all faked. Like yeah. this is there's people who come back again going back to Survivor where they talk about like they come back and they can't trust like their closest right. friends and family. Like yeah. you have real genuine like fucked up dramatic like trust issues that form this is that to the nth degree where you get your phone taken away from you you cannot contact any of your close friends and loved ones you're just isolated with these people and then you find out that everything that they were making up around you is all fabricated we we do spoilers get the nice closure of like Oh, here's yeah. pictures of the cast hanging out with Ronald after, yeah. after the show. <laughs> yeah, and if you go on, on social media right now... I hope that they see. also pay for his therapy, though, because... Yeah, they're, they're all cool now. There was... I don't know which interview it was, but, like, he said before that, like, at one point, like, after everything was over, he was texting with James Marsden. He was like, I'm really... I'm freaking I'm, out. I'm feeling really scared right now. Like, I don't know what's real. Like, <laughs> can you help me? And, like, oh apparently God. James, like, called him immediately and was like, listen, man, like, this is real. I'm sorry. <laughs> Like you know, yeah. James Marsden. They really did find the perfect guy because James Marsden is just like a sweetie pie, <laughs> just coming through here. Jeez. Apparently, he um he started a Mint Mobile ad with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, Ronald. and he appeared. See, like, are you an actor too? <laughs> Do you even like me? <laughs> 
also he appeared on uh, uh, New Year's Eve with uh, Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen, and he told them that he quit his construction job. That's awesome. Good for Ron. Good for Ron. Proud of him. Well, he did get paid for being on Jerry. The spoilers. I no, he's an actor. I think he he's gonna be. (laughs) He's not the actor. (laughs) He's gonna be set off of this. Like he he must have signed. It's Amazon. Like, come on. They, this was nominated for an Emmy for best Look, series, for best comedy series. He, he, get, he, gets, he gets like free acting lessons with James Marsden. Like, right. You know, is, I'm not gonna, he does do some good line delivery. For the he, most part, he, they're he, terrible. But you, you uh, see, you see him develop. You see him yeah. develop his acting skills. I could I could see him being fully off the map and forgotten within two years. I, oh, I think, I think on, that's, guys. I what know, are we talking about? I think about? that's more than likely where yeah. this is going. It's well, not like he I, wasn't an actor before this. He's not going <laughs> to suddenly become an actor. Well, oh. the, the the only reason this clocks in at numbers three is because like my number one and two could be described as a special interest. I. Like, <laughs> no, but this is truly like the most lightning in a bottle thing ever where it's like you're right is my boy ronald going to go on to do anything notable for the rest of his life probably not will there ever be another season of jury duty <laughs> especially one that it's like, like this Ho- hopefully not probably not Honestly. hopefully not like it is something that is so unique that i don't i've never seen anything like this before and i don't think i will ever see anything like this again and because of that it's like i i have to honor this for how well executed it is they like drew you can plug your ears if you want the last episode is like a coda and the way that they kind of describe how they put everything together down to the point where they're like incredible where they're like Ronald is on to too much shit. Now we have to rehearse, we, we have to, throw we have to rehearse a new scene in a new what? location because why, we didn't why, do this. We have yeah. to have a COVID scare just so that why we can it, put him in a room and everybody else can go rehearse. Why, why is he why is he interested in the case? What the fuck? This is supposed yeah. to be boring. They're like he's reading the script right now. <laughs> I don't know how he's he's ahead of this. It's, they I, they really it's lucked so out. They really found the perfect guy. I, it's it's a once in a million shot how they, they found him. Yeah. It, it, it's 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 as close to a ten out of ten without like being a ten as I I, I think it could get. I'll call it a nine point seven because I've got two things above it. But jury duty, it's jury duty. Both of you guys, number three. Uh, it's I think it's my number eleven. I think it's it's like just shy of the of the okay. top ten. Um. <clears throat> all right, my number two is the bear. Save it. Okay. That's that's my number two as oh, well. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh my number two, I think we can get into it now, is how to with John Wilson. Okay. Uh another final season. Um, the so here's the thing about how to with John Wilson. Um, this is one of my favorite shows ever made. Uh like I feel fully confident saying that. Um what he does is really unlike anything else that I've ever seen. I, if I was to um, make a graph of my neurodivergent Kings uh, where it's just like Nathan Fielder is like chaotic evil. um, And Joe Para is like chaotic. Good. uh, Then there's somewhere where John Wilson floats, like right in the middle where he's just showing everything very neutral, everything exactly as it is where he's just showing like exactly the world, how it is both good and bad. Um, 
And I really think that this last season might be the best season of yeah. the entire series. I think that he, he kind of finds the balance of like, he will show you the insane clicks that you never knew existed. Like the whole, the avatar, uh, Click. He'll show you that with the vacuum oh, people, the vacuum this, society. which is something that starts off as like thing where you're like laughing at and you're joking at, and then, and then it becomes beautiful. so deeply profound. Um, same thing for the uh, um, our I shouted out a, a Better Call Saul earlier, but the guys who are allergic to electricity, um, mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very Better Call Saul. It's fucking uh, fake. Hill. I'll die um, on that hill. I, I, oh. Okay. I, it makes me angry. Pro- you're probably Sorry. right, but I, I listen. You know, I there's still like an empathy to be had, and that's where John is coming from. <laughs> well, it, the, the problem like, is they, uh, or the I thing feel- is, <laughs> they believe it's real. Like that's what this show. Yeah, is. it's yeah, it's all about like it's the just letting people do their do their thing. Yeah, just like yeah. like yeah, here's a camera. Just just go off. Let's go. And Let's really, hear it. just how you can find community in anything. That's one of the like the defining traits of the show is like John in a lot of ways feels like a person who does not have a specific community that he finds his own. It's always trying to find that niche community that's so tight, whether it is uh, people who are learning the Navi language, whether it's people who are collecting vacuums, whether it's bird watchers, whether it's people who want to freeze their bodies so that they can one day be wow. unfrozen with uh, unbelievable man. <laughs> in the future. Yeah, it's it's unreal. It's, it's really great it's, stuff. Um, I, he also this show also functions as I think one of the best New York shows of all time. Like, uh, like like Sex it, in the City level. Like New York is it better than? important Better to the than 30 show. rock um probably it's more authentic of a new york show than 30 well rock. yeah because 30 rocks caricatures but um it's the filth and the beauty also 30 rock yeah. is like is like mostly an interior show you know what i mean this we're, in the we're mostly in the building um of 30 rock but the i think the best episodes of this show are explorations of how like unglamorous and disgusting new york city is how to he, find a public bathroom yeah man. he tackles it's, it in a lot of ways but the first two episodes are yeah the public bathroom thing and, and then your ears. and then he gets into noise pollution a lot um I, I i think i've seen only half of this season it's it's got like the seinfeld syndrome where it's like i can't watch more than one episode and i need like a week's time in between episodes because subtle. of how fucking weird it just made me feel it's 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 so fucking awesome. The the um, finale, uh, how to track your package, I think is masterful. I think that that's like a top three to top five episodes. There's the there's also so the the penultimate episode, um, how to watch birds. I think that's the one that ends with like a full like fabrication. Yeah, which it, is I think is like he he's very much trying to make a point about like how he makes the show where everyone always thinks that or not everyone, but there must be a contingent of people that think that there's no possible way that what he's capturing. Yeah. Like I think, I I think he's truly bothered by, you know, people online saying that the show is fake. Like I, that's what I'm like, there's no way you went to this place and you met up with the bang CEO (laughs) tobacco in his house. I I showed that episode to my parents and my my mom, my mom's like, are you going to put on a comedy? And I'm like, well, like, no, you might like, I don't want to watch it. It's a comedy. And 
And this I put is that not a show to recommend for, to people. <laughs> my, my mom is just like sitting there, like pretending to not laugh. And my dad is like occasionally chuckling. And it, it's, it's, it's such a weird, it's just weird like, show to recommend to people. I, I, the last like year or two working sort of in, in local government, you end up just go like meeting a lot of just random residents. And if you just like chat with them, Every now and then they will just drop something absolutely nuts on you. <laughs> yeah. And like you'll meet people like Yeah. This. And so John just like is A, he's really good at finding those people. Uh, and B, he's really good at like it just like Nathan Fielder is like if they say something that's a little crazy, like he will you like, nudge. Yeah, he it's will like, he, he will be like therapist will be like, hold on, let's let's focus on that. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, let's, let's, also, let's explore gooning. And let's, also let's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's leveraging I have a camera and like the amount that people are just whether you know it or not, like somebody just has a camera on you and they say that they're with HBO and they're like yeah, no, you, yeah, you can come back to my house. Come into my house. It's my wife's yeah, birthday yeah. slash baby shower. Who gives a shit? And he, so yeah, it's exactly, it's like, uh, and it's just stuff, in. you know, it, and some of it's people who like, you can tell they're not even like super camera hungry. They just like, they sort of like the idea of just someone listening and like, you end up with that, the, the guy who like really casually drops the fact that, um, he trained the uh the 911 hijacker and, <laughs> oh my God. and and he's proud of him for like doing a good job with 911 that's insane I, I haven't got there yet but it's I'm in the, dying I think it's for in that the second episode i think that's how to work out or there, third episode three. so there are just yeah. there's so many little moments like that that are just so like where it's like you or, you know and some things that are less insane but like it's what what some people think like is interesting about them or like what will make good TV. They're like, Oh yeah. yeah. You want to hear some like the, uh, the organ shipper, the guy who, Oh my God, who like, he's like, he's like, Hey, uh, you should, you know what you should do for the thing. You should, you should ask me why they call me Vince the Prince. And then, so then John does. And he's like, is, Oh no, no, no. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. No, I wasn't ready. Yeah. Well, and then he does. And so then he, he finally, t- he's like, so why do they call you Vince the Prince? And he's like, Oh, I guess it just rhymes. <laughs> yeah, that's his thing. Like it's, <laughs> that's so funny oh um, yeah it really rocks uh and then on top of that you know you get the the john wilson arc of like just being like a super lonely guy like, yeah we get into his existential sort of crisis. it felt it felt really sad yeah well that. the I, you know the I, emmys thing that in the after party he goes yeah, to yeah. where he's just like watching martha stewart and like being really bummed <laughs> they out they don't let that, him into like the bigger they party. literally don't let him <laughs> into the HBO party it's like awesome. he's not invited to his own company's party. Yeah. basically. He's yeah, an it's, outsider. It's, it's yeah, that's what it is. is that he he's sort of an outsider ed- everywhere. But like the places he's more included are like with other weirdos. Like the vacuum episode is my favorite. Incredible. That's um, man, of the season one. Yeah, it's, that really is in the argument for the best episode. Yeah, the well, it's series. just it, it it's works so good. Every time that he does it, it works so well that I really wish. Sometimes I I love that the show has sort of a very loose format to it and is like super there is a thread you know a thematic thread to each episode but like where we go could be anywhere that's great every now and then though i'm like man if there this show had a structure where like every episode he goes to like a weird convention mm-hmm. and just like talks to yeah, the people and like sort of just like every time he does that and he will just sort of asks people why they like this thing like it's it gets so insanely heavy and deep and you learn about trauma you know, you learn about how these people process grief in weird ways, um, and it becomes weirdly emotional. It happens every single time over the course of the series. It's really, it's like, 
it's channel five without the Andrew Callahan type character, like yeah. intervening his own self and his own personality into the story. Yeah. Because the whole thing with John Wilson is he is always just kind of there as the narrator behind all this. Yeah. He's never going to put himself in front of the camera and make himself an integral part of where the story is going. He's just going to follow the story. And then like almost in it, at least I, he makes it feel this way in post and editing. He makes it feel like he is finding his own story arc within somebody else's story. Yeah. Yeah. But exactly. he is never forcing it um, to go a certain way. Yeah. Like there's uh, it, like the one episode where he like really, really sort of casually dips into narrating his like gay experience in middle school. And then he Do ties what? it into I- like, he no, ties it into insane- his lack of like understanding of like masculine sports culture and it's so like effortless and it's like it, it's almost just like a minute or two of, of the episode's time and you're just like holy shit john it's such a like deep like revelation that is just kind of like revealed almost like flippantly yeah. within the context of the story it's yeah. incredible and then uh, yeah and so on top of all this like depth and and all the cool stuff we've we've talked plenty about like all the cool stuff this show does uh over the years uh it just every single episode has moments that are just like so so funny like tiny tiny little like i wrote down just a bunch of little moments while i was watching it where like uh i think when he's at like the mets game he uh one of the lines he narrates over over like himself shooting is there's a big meatloaf for all the male photographers in the press room because there is like literally a press room that's like 50 male (laughs) like 50 dudes and there's a giant meatloaf sitting there um (laughs) And then there's the the one Mets guy who has like he it like basically it's just like flipping through I don't even remember what it was like playing cards or something and John's like it's like a flip book that doesn't change. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great I, line. I really love just it, it's some of the the lines and then cut away to like just a non-actor that are just so good. Like uh, in the How to Watch Birds episode, the thing where he's just like, ah, oh, you know, you could just lie and just make up anything. He's just like, ah, I've <laughs> seen i saw a blue jay so my other guys just like yeah you know it's it's that type of season that they'd be flying through here like, it's just like these types of guys who he just finds in the wild yeah i mean this insane. is a this is a nathan produced project and nathan's whole thing is manipulating reality yeah how, how a camera changes a social situation or how you can try to twist a, a fabricated situation to try to feel more real like that those are the two extremes that yeah. you operate and in. how you can as a you know documentarian incorporate your own sort of narrative arc into the story well i mean i was gonna say that this this fits into like this middle ground in between those extremes where he is just showing you like raw life he's able to break through the facade Mm -hmm. and give you something more real than what anyone else could do because because it's john uh, I don't think anybody else could break into all these scenarios and capture them in the way that he could. Yeah, I, I no, think that people are somehow more willing to be to be honest in their way in front of John. Mm-hmm. Um, Even more than Nathan, I think. Oh, well, yeah. Because Nathan, is, Nathan is like trying to piss people off all yeah. the time. But he also is good. Like if someone is cooking, he's so good at like letting them. Like that's when he chills out and stops being an asshole is yeah. when someone is like going crazy. But John is just kind of always operating in that tempo of like, where do you want to take me? Like I'll push myself to like, 
keep staying with you if I find mm-hmm. you interesting. But otherwise, like I'm not going to persuade you in one way or the other. I just want you to show me yeah. your life. If anything, genuinely, my because I like I said, I like the sort of unstructured vibe of the show. I just wish that there had been a lot more of it, I guess, now that it's over. Because like, for example, <sighs> yeah. like when it's, we it's- when we episodes well and when, and when we go and talk to the the gooner the gooning guy that I, I footage could, I, was for <laughs> something else that he didn't like he introduces it as like oh you were talking to this guy for like a different thing that didn't go anywhere there was probably an you know he was probably trying to do something with that like an episode something and he ended up figuring out a use for it but i bet he has so so many yeah. encounters and meetings like that that are use. just Blaine didn't, didn't fucking end up zaslov this is a <sighs> total like a fucking hbo warner discovery acts that happen. no no john said that he wanted to end it because he wants to try other things he wants to take this concept and kind of expand it a little bit i do want beyond just how to i want to see where it's going to go like i i just want to see what else john can do because i think that he has a real eye that even if he doesn't want to necessarily like make something as as like narrative driven uh from a director perspective is something like this is where it's it's him inserting himself in like kind of loosey goosey i think that he has a true directorial eye where he knows where to like follow something interesting with the camera and to capture it and he knows the right people to follow i would be interested to see what even something like a more a more black and white documentary would look like from John Wilson. Like, I think that he can kind of do whatever he wants and I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Um, someone posted a link to, um, the vacuum cleaner episode on r slash vacuum cleaners. Nice. Um, and the first comment is, does anyone actually know who John Wilson is? Ouch. Yeah. That's tough. That, um, that tough. rocks. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that. The, Hell yeah. Stay anonymous, King. The, the, Honestly, <laughs> that's probably for the best for him. Like, he's he's going he's gonna to have an Edgar Allan Poe type shit where he's 30, dead. 32,000 people on this subreddit for vacuum Listen, cleaners. Those of us who know will fucking know. I I'm really, th- this is truly like one of my favorite shows ever. Like this is one that was like, I cannot believe the series exists. I, I, I'm so happy that it exists and that it came into our lives at this point in time. I wanted to touch on the finale because I, I found that to be, uh, well, that's the question. Are you haunting. going, are you going head or body for cryo? Cause we're all, we're all freezing ourselves, right? We're all getting into cryo. Um, are you going just, just the brain or are you going full body cry? Well, if I do just the head, I need to save those vocal cords. I don't know. For potting. I will for say potting. I am sure. like, you, you include the neck. The, 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 yeah. It's got to sever right below here. the, below the. Drew, would apple. you, so Drew, I have a question for you. Would you yes, um, I did. swap bodies? I did castrate myself as a teenager. <laughs> Uh, just because I felt the sexual, was, sexual urges to be I, annoying. That was one of the most fucked up things, dude. I what that man a fucking ending to this show. Um, man, I this the characters that they find along the way here, unbelievable. Um, that's how to with John Wilson. It's my four hunters two. Uh, Dane, you said your number two was my the number bear. two is the bear. So my number one is wait. Succession. Succession didn't make my top ten. What's your number one? 
Let's well no no no. It's a surprise. That's a surprise. That's a surprise. Succession. All right, your uh, succession was number your number seven. Seven. I had to put this at number one. I really wanted to put the bear at number one because I I felt like that show just had more heat behind it. But succession, it, like we are going to get more seasons of the bear. Like the the we don't know how high the ceiling for the bear is yet. This is the end of succession. This was the final season. It is going to go down as one of the all-time great dramas. I think you can put it up there with Breaking Bad, Sopranos, Mad Men, like all the heavy hitters. It deserves to be up there. Um, I loved how they ended this. This was a really unpredictable season. Lots of twists and turns. Um, and at the core was just these these kids, these crazy kids. Kieran Culkin, Sarah Snook. Um, our boy Ken, Jeremy, mm. Germ Strong. Don't forget about Killing Connor. White Staff. Can't forget Connor. about Connor. Never forget about Connor. Um, it, it just kept surprising me, and it every single week when I tuned in to watch it, I felt like I was taking in a, a full meal. It just gave me everything I wanted. I I felt nice and satiated, a, a big full belly. And lots of laughs, lots of tears. It, it won all the Emmys. I really think that it's well-deserved, like beyond well-deserved. They knocked it out of the park. Um, the third episode, Connor's Wedding. I was Man. levitating mm-hmm. watching it's, that. Mm-hmm. There, there, there were like some like truly, truly brave writing decisions that they made yes. with the fourth season. Um, and... Yeah, I I I kind of think that the the finale kind of fell just a hair flat for me. I think, uh, and it kind of this. Hold on, boy. Before you guys get into this, listen. I didn't watch this. I didn't watch the bear. I didn't watch whatever your fucking number one is, Dane. I I'm gonna what go. If you did. I know, I know you I'm, did it. My number I'm one good. is a fucking surprise. I'm gonna go ahead and dip. <laughs> I think this is my time. Um, go to see, bed. You we'll little see you next boy. week, everyone. For the Wabamies. It's the Wabamies. Bye. Bye. Good night, Drew. Um, so, Succession, when when they f- all fucking die at the Red Wedding, that was really nuts, right? Um, that was insane. When the bomb goes off. When when Oppenheimer... When Waystar Royko When, when they have to do the handshake in orbit... <laughs> Man, that was, yeah. with that for all mankind crossover i never would have suspected that never um no uh drew has now left the room um no i i really i really love the ending the thing is it feels it feels insulting having succession as low as i have it now that i i look yeah. at it on the list because i think that like we're I think some of the episodes of this season are like all timers. You mentioned Connor's wedding. Um, I think that the, the double whammy of America decides the, the election night episode and then church and state, which is the funeral. The most, that is the Kieran Culkin showcase. Yeah. I'm kind of like, get him out. I, I there there's like one episode that stands out to me and it's uh Connor's wedding episode. That's the episode that stands out to me for the rest of the season. It's individual performances. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fair. And uh, so like, like the acting is like, yeah, way, 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 way up high. And the writing just kind of felt good enough, which yeah. like, 
Maybe similar I, I, to what I was saying about For All Mankind, how like yeah, you felt like scale. you felt like in, yeah, in previous I, seasons it was so high. Much like For All Mankind, I think that season two was an incredible high point yeah. for success. Season two is like a, a ten out of ten, nonstop That's, bangers. That is banger after and banger. yeah. I, I don't want to say that season four was bad because it was in no way, shape, or form bad. And I don't want to say it wasn't even like good. It was definitely good. But I, I, I guess I just don't feel the same way about the entire season. Right. Well, I think, I think if you haven't seen succession, um, you know, maybe pause and, and come back if you don't want the details spoiled. I think uh, really what I want to say is, is key to the big thing that happens in this show in this season which is the death of logan roy mm, and right. the idea of these these kids living without their father for the majority of this the final stretch of this story and it really defines so much of what happens where you have this totemic force of a character that defines the entire series is suddenly gone and it leaves this vacuum and, and Everything that happens after that, every decision made by it's, every single character is contingent upon that void. Right. It's it's all chaos after he's gone. And it's like it's chaos up until then. I, I think like uh, going into the season, I was expecting, uh, you know, Logan to die at some point. And I think the 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 craziest decision they made and I think it paid off for them was killing Logan Roy as early in the season as they did. Yeah. It's so it, it felt insanely brave and but it, also kind of expected. It's, it's brave, it, it, but also I will say that like especially as time has passed, it does really kind of recontextualize the entire show where it's like Brian Cox Logan was, Roy, yeah. Brian Cox is the son. He was it that yeah. the entire show revolves around, and you can't kind you can't fill that without. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Without him, it's just a bunch of other fucking like bursting comets that are going off, but none of them are Logan Roy. Yeah, and that is Skarsgård in there a little bit, but it's not. No, it's but not that's the same. I, that's not the same. No, like that's not, that. I think that that is one thing that I will say about the last season, which I I do love, and I think that an, another day this could easily be my number four. Um, it's it's my top fifteen for sure. I I think that this could easily be up there, but I similar to what you said, Dane, about this being a season, particularly of performances. I can't think of this as a season of episodes where I don't really feel that way about the rest of the series where I'm just like, Oh, this is the, the Swedish or yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're trying to, they're this trying to sell the, stuff They're They're in Congress. Yeah. Doing, like there's, there's the different episodes living plus. Kind of, yeah. Which again, <laughs> those are really good episodes. Like living plus is so funny and it has like some incredible beats it within the episode themselves. But it's just like, it, it is kind of a thing where it's like it is missing the one centripetal force that the entire show has resolved has revolved around where it's just like we just all want to appease daddy yeah. at the end of the day we kiss just all daddy. want to get a kiss from daddy yeah but i think that's part of the magic of this season is that that's the whole point is these they're not serious people Yep. That's the whole thing. That is his final I, I, line uh, being like, you are not serious people is so and they can't, 
fucking good. I love no, you, so but you're not serious people, and they can't function. I, I say that all the time to people. <laughs> it's it's that's you know I I totally forgot that was this season. That's yeah. Just, like like that's 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 a contender for the best delivered line of 2023 20, for sure. It's so like and he exasperated. Comes, it's so just like almost like exhausted. Yeah, well he comes to them almost with a truce. Yeah. is what happens. That's that's an episode 2. Um and it, it really is the closest thing to an olive branch where you just don't see these people actually being a family. You don't see them being functional as siblings, as, uh, you know, sons and, and, and daughter. Um, and at that point, it's too late. At that point, it's a whole lifetime of trauma and conflict and, you know, no amount of attempts at reconciliation is going to fix anything. And then he's gone. And yeah. uh, and they can't ever recover. I think that part of what I love about the final episode is that they're all trapped in their own prisons. They all made their own bed. Um, I think the only one that escapes is uh, Roman. I think he's the only one that is yeah, able like, to break free. He's just in his own prison, and I love him for that. He does, but also like they're all so deeply broken. He's the only person who has like that kind of. It almost works to his benefit, like that he has as much of a an outward outburst as he does because like at least he expresses his emotions in a way that nobody else yeah. does well you got, also got to mention connor who i think it w- was never really in the same prison yeah. he was always always on the outs and i think this is a great season for connor because you really he's always the butt of the joke throughout the entire series <laughs> and now he's Ruck. a presidential candidate <laughs> <laughs> he got one percent our boy alan Ruck. he cracked he cracked one percent um and this this season shows him as like oh he gets it he he has, he's he's aware of the games he's been right. aware of them the entire time he's just got he's the outside not having to give a shit about it exactly exactly so there's so many levels to all this and and I think that when it comes to um, like you said the acting just being so top notch like I don't think it comes close. I think that this these are the best performances on television by a country mile, like yeah. by far and away. When you look at the top four, top five of a cast, I don't really think it rivals. Whenever you go to be strong, Kieran Culkin, Sarah Snook, Alan Ruck, Brian Cox. Uh, what on television rivals that? And they're all doing like, something I, different. They're all yeah. playing slightly different characters. They're all dealing with the situation in very different ways. And they're all coming to it from different perspectives. Um, and then you start to get into the fucking the next tier, like Carl and Frank and all these guys. Like, yeah. there's just so much to love there. Fucking Carl. Jerry. Like, I <sighs> wanted a little bit more from Jerry this season. We love but, Jerry. But yeah, the all these fucking these bugs start crawling out once the once the rot the rotting wood flips over, all the fucking bugs start to crawl out. And uh who who's the biggest bug? It's, it's Tom. It's fucking Tom. <laughs> it's Tom. It's our I boy Matthew. I didn't even Matthew <sighs> mention Matthew McFadden, who's my favorite performance in the entire show. Like, yeah. 
I I watched like a four hour video essay, like analyzing the Machiavellian themes and 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 succession, and it's 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 really where I think it firmly cements itself is a show that like even if I'm not like 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 super 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 into it i'm like always more than willing to talk about it and yeah, savor it. it it's yeah it's it's just it's a very interesting show and it has been and even in a fourth season i think that it was not as good as previous seasons it still retains that element greg the egg he got the sticker on his head oh, fucking egg <laughs> uh i love this show <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it so much. Um, it's my number one, uh, Hunter. It's your number now, seven. But before we pop into Hunter's number one, because you guys know my number one, because we, I, we, I have things to add to Hunter's number one. Okay. Do we want to okay. do my number one before Hunter's. One? Yeah, we can end with the bear. Okay. Let's do your okay. number one. Wait, what? My, you guys know that that's what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my, my number one is an animated show. Um, and what it really comes down to is, uh, the show that I spent the most time watching this year was adventure time. Oh, wow. I watched so much fucking adventure. Oh my God. Is your number one? And number one is Fiona and Kate. Let's go. That rules. I love that. (laughs) Every single episode was an absolute fucking ripper. It's, it's, uh, so Adventure Time kind of doesn't end Ice King's story in a necessary, necessarily satisfying way, right? This is a show that's entirely about Ice King and the people living in Ice King's head. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is like easily the best voice acting that Tom Kenny has ever done in his entire life. SpongeBob he, himself. Yeah, it's better than SpongeBob. They 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 let Fiona say "God damn it." They they curse in this show. They don't just say like "What the flip, flugity floops." Yeah, it's on you know? Max. Yeah, it's it's an adult show. There's gore, okay. Oh, wow. There's animated oh. gore, and it's it's really just like a character study in like depression. It's 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 two people who are unhappy with their lives. And basically, they kind of find a way to restore their life, give their life some meaning. Ice King and like, oh, I can become the Ice King again and give Fiona her magic world. And Fiona, like, if I help Ice King on this quest, my world will stop being this normal world and will go back to being Adventure Time world. Every episode, I think, is named after a character that shows up in uh in in the episode so it's like the first episode is fiona the second episode is simon who is ice king minus the ice king it's it's just it's all it's not a show that i can like recommend to somebody who hasn't watched adventure time yeah you you need Uh, some of that intro knowledge and and it's not because i don't think that people who haven't watched adventure time couldn't enjoy it but there's there's so much lore that goes into this show like episode four you meet a squirrel and if you haven't seen adventure time you're like oh this is a funny talking squirrel with fruits and if you're you've watched adventure time you're like this guy's got cursed fruits he's a fucking bad guy what the hell's going on (laughs) like 
it 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 was just a show that uh you know I I think I think my my top I I I cried a little bit in jury duty. I'll I'll admit it. My my top five is shows that made me cry in some way, shape, or form. And uh Fiona and Kate just a perfect, perfect spin-off. Wow. I uh so I will say I haven't watched any of Fiona and Cake yet. I really want to because whenever this show got whenever the show came out, it actually started me to watch Adventure Time because I actually missed a lot of Adventure Time as it was coming out. That kind of came out like after the Comedy Central or not Comedy Central, the uh, the Cartoon Adult Network Stone. adults. Well, it was just Cartoon Network Royal. Oh, right? they, yeah, they, they, they 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 kind of like killed Tsunami at some point, and I think it was around in the time where they were like right. It was that like eight they brought Tsunami so it back, was like kind of in between Adult Swim and end it, of Cartoon Network. It, it's it's from the regular show area. It was like right. Yeah. It started airing right when we were like in well, so so the regular did, show they did was two hundred and eighty episodes. Yes, yes. I, there's yeah. so much fucking Holy adventure. So time. regular show was kind of the last of that era of Cartoon Network that was like actively watching as it was coming out. And I watched some Adventure Time, but I kind of missed a lot of it. And I and will say, one of the benefits of this show coming out was that I started watching through Adventure Time. And I watched through about half-ish of it now. And Adventure Time is incredible. It's you, so you good. Like, you like don't have to watch Adventure Time until like season four, pretty much. That's where that's where Lord, I, I don't want I, I don't want to say you don't I mean, have to. It's still so much fun though. Like it is you, just you, it's you, so you can, much fun. It's yeah. I, I mean, again, I, this Adventure Time is just the show that I spent the most time watching this year. I just kept rewatching Adventure Time because Adventure Time is that good. It's it's incredible. I was always more of a regular show over Adventure Time, which has a banger as a guy, which regular shows also just fucking incredible. But um, Adventure Time is incredible. And I started watching through more of it because of this show. I haven't quite gotten to Fiona and Kate because I wanted to finish Adventure Time first. But I'm so happy to see this so high on your list. Yeah, I was wondering if Futurama is going to make your list. The new season of Futurama. Because I started watching it. It's pretty good. There's there's some there's it, some highs. The, the thing the, is that the, it's the, pretty good. <laughs> the, 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 high, the, high, the, the highs are the highs are pretty good. The lows yeah. are. They keep bringing that back. Well, it it just won't first, stay dead. This was the first comeback <laughs> in a while. I. That's another thing that I, it's funny you brought up Adventure Time or uh, Fiona and Kate because, uh, in the same way that like that show made me go back and watch through Adventure Time, Fiona or uh, Futurama being rebooted made me go back and watch through like almost all of Futurama and man Futurama fucking rules. I used to watch so much of it back in the day on comedy central. And now just going back through it, I'm like, man, this show is just as good as I remember it being like the highs of this show are just so fucking good. And I know like it's always going to be compared to Simpsons because it's the same creator. It's Matt growing like just of like, what are you? Matt Groening didn't the do oh, Futurama. Never mind. Yeah, sorry. No, it's like, Matt Groening didn't do. No, 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 yeah, but comparing uh, Futurama to Simpsons, where it's just like that's the easiest and most apt comparison. But the thing is that Futurama, there's so much less of it that the hit rate 
overall of it is still better than the Simpsons because the highs right. of the Simpsons might be better than the highs of Futurama, but there's still so much and, and less so with, of Futurama that with, when the highs hit, there's like four ish seasons where it's like season. I don't know. Like, what would you say, Dane? Like three to seven of Futurama or just like, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm like a, a two to four. And then the movies guy. Uh, yeah, Seasons well, I, I, to, I guess I'd two say to like four. Two, to, two to five, six. I like some of the like mid. The, 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 the Comedy Central um, stuff is pretty good, but it's 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 different. The movies are good. The movies are yes. the movies are great. Like it, it's a great uh, TV movie show. Yeah, it bangs. Well, Fiona and Cake is Dane's number yeah. one. What a pick! Uh, all right, it's time to wrap it up. With 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 the the hit comedy show The Bear. So let's the talk sensation about, of 2023. Here's the, the thing. I know this is another show. It's winning all the awards. It's winning fucking everything. Here's the thing about The Bear season two. It's this that good. Might be one of the best seasons of television I have ever seen in my oh. fucking stupid piece of shit little life okay <laughs> this is a thing where i just saw it and i was like i'm it, it's the same way i felt whenever uh fleabag came out which i think is uh, the closest thing whenever i'm just like this is a 10 out of 10 put this up on like the mantle give this all of the plaudits where i felt the same way after seeing fleabag where i was like this is a perfect piece of art and we can never obstruct this and this is kind of different because Fleabag is almost like a long movie in a way. It's like a three hour story. Yeah. And the, the, the bear was like, it was like this, eight little mini movies almost, right? right? But it's so television. It is no, just, it, 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 it's, it's a workplace it, comedy. It's different from <laughs> Fleabag. It's so that, uplifting. Like, it can have <laughs> the full range of emotions sometimes within the same episode yeah i, that, I don't like, think there were i don't think there was a single episode i didn't cry no but I, I was also laughing in all of those episodes i think that this is like truly one of the most perfectly crafted things i've ever seen in my entire stupid little godforsaken life yeah, like the, i think that this is something i just i i cannot get over like i was just before we came here because I really wanted to rewatch through the season before uh, us doing this episode. I ran out of time doing that, but the thing that secured it at the number one spot was I just read the plot synopsis of each episode, and it like kind of like choked me up whenever reading because I was like, "Oh, it's, it's, Honeydew it's just, is the episode where Marcus like he meets Will Poulter, and they uh, have this like uh, kind of like." a little bit of chemistry going on there. And now and you're like, are they going to fucking <laughs> Copenhagen right now? Like they have these little moments. Our fucking girl is out here. Yeah. Io is just out here. Just absolutely her killing it. it, it absolutely killing it. it. It's, it's like, it's just a season of uh, like, you get like two or three episodes, I think, at the beginning, and then like the final two episodes are like, here's everybody back together. But the bulk of the season is like, here's a character and here's their individual journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little mm-hmm. stories, little and, side and, stories. And so you get to like really, really get to know these characters in a way that you probably wouldn't have necessarily gotten to do. Like 
Marcus living on that boat and feeding the cat and working at fucking what four or five a.m. making the the desserts and stuff. It's I I don't know. I so my my experience watching the show was when it when it dropped. I think that was when I started watching it. I I hadn't watched the first season until the second season dropped. I watched the first season and I was like, this is this is good TV. I can't believe I waited this long to watch it. Can't wait to dive into the second season. I mean, so it, I, it has that energy. It has like that it's, kind of nonstop. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's always at a, a, an 11 out of 10. Yeah. There's like always. a velocity to it. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm sitting there and I get to, uh, I th- it's season two, episode six. The title is fishes. It's fishes. Yeah. The, the Jamie Lee Curtis, John Barenthal, every Bob fucking person. And, and seen John Mulaney, everybody that keep, you know. And love. Keep, keep in mind that I'm the person who had, it's always sunny in Philadelphia on their top 10. <laughs> I'm watching this episode and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm fucking stressed with how much people are shouting right now. Like, <laughs> This is this is like 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 I, I I fall asleep to this shit normally. I this is too stressful actually. Yeah. There's and actually too many too many Italians in this room. Well, that's <laughs> that's the Carmi. Every every character there are too has, many cooks. There's every many character cooks. has to have their kind of little backstory journey, and this is the this is the Carmi one. Like we need to learn what his family is like, and a lot of this season is trying to deviate away from the panic attack anxiety of the first season. You're, you're going good job. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, up until this point, up until this point, you're, you're, you have a lot more kind of sensitive human moments because the restaurant shut down, they're remodeling it. They're not actively like trying to crank out 55 burgers, 55 steaks, 55, you know, and you get to this episode and you learn like, okay, Maybe the reason why Carmi wanted that is because that's where he comes from. Like he that's brought, where he, he feels at home. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's yeah. The, the reason he wants the stress. He wants yeah. the yelling and the the yeah, the it, chaos. It, it, it explains that's, that's kind of the thesis of it all, right? Is is it's like if you're doing what you love, it doesn't matter how stressful it is because you love what you're doing and that you take that with it. Yeah, but it's know? also it's also infused with so much abuse, like mm-hmm. constant verbal abuse and trauma. Where he, he this is not a healthy family dynamic yeah. at all so even if he has this love for it and he has this connection but, to but it's, his his mother and, and, and his family and 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 this might be you know it, it uh it, it is a very toxic environment but i feel like the show is constantly trying to say like hey like it doesn't have to be like it no, is but like it you, you can you can always be better you're right you can improve yourself but it's a thing about like what do you innately want? Do you want to be better? Do you crave to be a better person or do you crave the chaos? And what are you and, drawn to? Despite of what you want, what are you like? Well, not even where you crave. What are you drawn to? It's what is your potential? So much of this season in particular is about trying to drive the potential out of people, which is leads to my favorite episode of the entire what's your, what's year. Favorite forks. episode. It's forks. Is it forks? Um, it's yeah. fucking forks. Here's the thing. Forks is one of the best episodes of any show that I've ever seen in my entire stupid life. Um, I, it's Eben Moss Bachrock. It is. 
Who, I who by the way, in. here's the has thing. incredible chemistry with John Barenthal. Hey, here's yeah. the thing. From his Punisher days. I don't know about you guys. I never thought that I could be driven to tears to a needle drop of Taylor Swift's love story. But yeah. here I fucking am, sobbing. <laughs> I'm sitting there cheering the for him. It's like, fuck yeah. Don't send me. Like, as he's just hitting a fucking speed bump, flying yeah. down through Chicago streets that I've driven down. I like... It's it, such a victory. It you, is. You keep expecting him to fuck up this entire episode. That's the thing. And it's just kind of a show of just like, sometimes you just like, you do get these little wins in yeah. your life and it's not always going to work. out. It's not always going to be perfect as we're eventually going to see in the finale. But like, it's these little moments. Now it's personal growth can still happen. Like amid the chaos, amid all of the turmoil we can still find a way we can, we can still do better. It's such a hopeful show in a way that doesn't feel disingenuous. Like something like, obviously we aren't going to mention it on this episode, but something like Ted Lasso where it's like, <sighs> it feels it's hopeful, but in a way that's just like very hollow. It, it feels so like Obama it's, era it's, America of just like hope uh, is the way like will, it's so will, hollow and barren. I, I got, I got, I won't, I won't tolerate seasons one and two slander of Ted. No, Lasso. you can slander I, season three. All you want. I, it was such a here's disaster. The thing. I really, really love season one, season two of Ted. Lasso. We had it on our, on and, our top 10. And there's a reason why we have not mentioned season three on this list is because it reaches a point where it is hollow. I, Dane, you of all people should know. I'm not going to, I'm not going to slander the boy who created our favorite show of the 2000s scrubs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the creator uh, of Scrubs you mean Cougar Town. Uh, Cougar Town is my favorite show of the 2000s. Okay, yeah, that too. Um, <laughs> no, I just think that this is something that is such a special show. I think that the way that it makes time for its uh, peripheral cast members, even like as we were watching the show, it's just like there's a whole arc where it's uh, with uh, Tina and mm -hmm. Ira yeah, just and like going off to learn their own little culinary mastery. He can't do it. And he, wow, 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 that's like a weaker episode. It's by no means a weak episode. The thing well, is it's that necessary like, to flesh out like yeah, this world. It's weaker it's, in the hindsight of the entire season. But as I was watching, it, I was like, God damn, that shit was compelling. <laughs> like in yeah. the moment, it still it, works it, incredibly it, it, well. It, it, it knows how to treat the little details of the show, of the plot, of the characters. And I, I, that's got to be what it does the best. Yeah, every every single character in this show serves a very specific function within this ecosystem, within this family, this found family. And they're all buying into it. No, no one is there because they're being forced to be there. They all want to be there. They all want to make this project better. And there's so much beautiful, like real, not hollow, but like real tangible hope in that. And the idea of these people, like having that buy-in of wanting to not only improve themselves, but their, the, the people around them. And knowing that the work that they're doing isn't just the best that it could be, but it's the best that they all can be together. And the thing that they're making together is the best it can be because it's a collaboration. Yeah, because of everyone else. And there, there's like the whole thing where it's like, I mean, this this comes up in Forks. And I think this is where it's like, like blatantly stated is it's like Carmi believes in all of these people, whether or not they believe in themselves. And they don't even necessarily believe that Carmi believes in them. 
Mm. And so the entire season is just these people learning to trust each other and themselves and, you know, grow. And, you know, whether that means they want to like professionally develop or with, uh, with, uh, 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 Abraham, his, his character, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of happy where I am, but yeah, like, I, 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 I want to, yeah, we, he, he, he doesn't like leave them behind. He's like, I, you know, I want to be a part of this, but like, I'm not the guy that you put me want me to. Yeah, yeah. Put, put, put me where I need to be. Don't, don't, don't like try and put me in a place that we both don't think I am. Right. At. But also right now, right? Like that's the other thing yeah. too is, is maybe later on he can be, but yeah. he doesn't want, he doesn't want to go. It, right. Every single person is evolving at their own different yes. tempo. And it, and each episode takes the form of that tempo. Hey. Like every, like the episode where Sydney is trying to figure out the menu and you see the oh. flashes of Chicago and all the different pasta iterations, like that episode, the way that episode is constructed, the way it feels, the way it's edited is because of the way she is progressing through her journey. And that episode is completely different from forks or from fishes. Like the manic attack of fishes is just that story for Carmi's journey. And that's the beauty of like how all these episodes are put together is like, yeah, we're seeing a through line of how all these people, uh, where they're all at, but each one is, is we're approaching each one in a completely different way. It's also though it's very important and I guess spoilers for the last episode of the bear, but like it, it's important that we shout out fishes in comparison to other episodes of the season of the bear, because where the rest of this season is about like seeing our characters grow and see where they are going. It's kind of notable that the Carmi episode is stuck in the past. He cannot get over this. He is still stuck here. So while everybody else in this entire season all has been forward. growing and like evolving and learning to work together, as we get into the last episode, he still cannot fucking get over this manic level. He's still stuck in season one, episode seven, the the one yeah. episode. He still like is just like. I need the chaos because that's the only way. Like, I can only survive in a world where I'm yelling at you and you're yelling back at me. Mm -hmm. And he is not able to live in like a healthy, sustainable and the, way. The with choice to put him in the and, bridge. Yeah. So Such a good storytelling. It's incredible. Choice. I also, I want to shout I, out. I mean, that, that with the, with, that 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 him being in the fridge with like the PTSD of watching the tickets come out of the thing yeah. is like, it's so <laughs> like, like, is, if, if you've ever worked in a restaurant, you see that shit. Like, yeah, dude. This there <laughs> are parts triggering. there are parts of this show where if you've ever worked in a kitchen or just any service industry, but especially in a kitchen, like I think all three of us have at some yeah. point in time. Um it it hurts you, man. As you but were it's stuck so there, loving it's, too. It's loving in a way that's just it's so it's, I, the, the, I, I, it's something where it's like Christopher Storer, my boy, has been in there. He has yeah. lived in the weeds there. It's, it, he knows this, what it's, it's like. It's kind of like you know, it's it's a show about people who work in a kitchen, right? But it's like this season also, to some degree, is like, what if it was like you have this kitchen and everybody in there was just like, if you could do this to the best of your ability, if you could, if you could have everything you needed or wanted handed to you. How would you do it? Would you do it? Right. 
it's yeah. it's uh this, this is like it's not just like you know season one they're working in a failing restaurant season two it's like <laughs> they're building it back up yeah we we have the chance we have the yeah. opportunity to make something great exactly and we we already thought we were great but it, it was it was a bad situation which, so which like is if, a- if you had the opportunity to do it perfectly would yeah, it what still is it, end what up does it perfect? Take? Yeah. What is it? What does it take? Like, what is? Are, are you on to put it in? Yeah. The, I mean the the choice to to wait until the final episode to open the restaurant is masterful because we spent all of season one in the in the restaurant, and then for season two to be like, okay, we're gonna go a whole season out of the restaurant. We'll see. Let's see what happens when we take this people these people out of the restaurant, and we're 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 preparing. Like we're heading in that direction, but it's going to take the whole season and to get there. you think the season finale is going to be the relief? You think that's going to be the, ah, we did it. We did it, boys. We're all there. And it's like kind of that, but also they passed the, it's the, the destruction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm really happy for everybody else and how they all grew and evolved. <laughs> Except for our center, <laughs> our central force at the, at all of this, which is Jeremy Allen White. Yeah. And, I got to give a shout out to Molly Gordon, who plays Claire, um, who is she's like beautiful eyes. That's what I have to say about her. (laughs) Here's the thing. She has an incredible. I will say I think she uh, I think she's underutilized. Molly Gordon and Jeremy Allen White, two of the most beautiful pairs of eyes in in, like working. And the shots are so close to their the extreme close. They are just because here's the thing. Both of them have like the biggest and most compelling and like bright eyes that you have ever seen in your fucking life <laughs> like it's they they know exactly what they are doing with the 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 framing of that but i think that their relationship together and then this almost like false relation false dichotomy kind of thing that jeremy ellen white originally makes up and then ao kind of picks up and then it gets reflected back on him of like you have to choose it's either personal or business you can never have both it, you can yeah, never it, be it, satisfied with both it's these it's, it's it's wild because everybody's presenting him with the like you know we're so happy that you have a girlfriend but also yeah. like you have to care about the restaurant more than you care about <laughs> anything else so but it's mostly him that's putting that pressure on and that's the thing that i think yeah no, nobody's saying know, don't care I, about claire he He's the one who is like, yeah, it's, it's all entirely well, just like his mom. He's self-destructive. That's where I think that, I think that that is going to be the central through line of season three. If I had to make a prediction of where this is going to go, because for my guess, I might guess it's going to go into their relationship and also probably AO and Marcus. I can at least hope yeah, in my nice. own fan. I, 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 heart, saw, I, I saw just some, want that to happen. I More saw some Twitter anything. shit where somebody was like, I need uh, Ao and Jeremy to fall in love over the course of four seasons. I'm like, are no. we watching the same fucking show? Like, I, I absolutely do I, not. That would be terrible. Please, this this, this get, isn't will they, won't they? This is, I know the they shouldn't, and I Carmi, never want them to. Get the fuck away from her, okay? I do not want you to destroy everything that Ao is doing right now, um, that Sydney is doing. Um, no, I, I just... The, I, this I, is one of those shows. It's it's a few shows. It's one of those very few shows where I'm like, I just want things to fucking work out for these yeah. people. Can we please just have like nice things happen <laughs> here? I just want nice things yeah. to happen here and also to be a satisfying story. Have, and I have one party without so drugging the kids. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, well, as long as it's safe, you know, they get up. A couple, a couple, a couple quick shout outs. Um, Alex Moffat as Josh. Yeah. Oh, we get to see Alex Moffat smoke fucking meth in the alley. That's awesome. <laughs> That's honestly I, I, perfect I saw, deployment of Alex Moffat. I, I yeah. saw Alex Moffat early in the season. I'm like, he's too high profile for this job yeah. that they have him. Dane, doing. Right, right, right. Dane, can you, I have a very important question for you. What is a better use of Alex Moffat? Is it this or is it, is it cake? <laughs> Is he the host of Mystic Cake? He's not, he's not the co- host of Mystic Cake. Who's, who's the host of Mikey Cake? Day. Okay. Mikey Day is like oh, shitty knockoff right. Alex uh, Moffat. Dane, I've watched like so, three so, episodes so. of Is It Cake in the last three days and I didn't even realize that was... You watched I, more you than know, I did. It would be better if it was we, Alex Moffat and not we, Mikey Day. We, 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 it would we be go, a better we go, show. We go Beck Bennett. And then we have Alex Moffat, who's knockoff Beck Bennett. And then we yeah. have Mikey Day, who's knockoff Alex Moffat. Oh. <laughs> Here's the thing. Alex Moffat is at least capable of doing like the acid, like I macro dosed. He, he, he's, got, he's got comedy chops. He's got a couple bits but, but in there. I, I, I don't know if he's got the ability to write anything that I think is funny. Um, also, Abby Elliott of Sugar, I thought, really shined this season. Abby Elliott's great. She's kind of the mom of the group, and she does a great job kind of keeping the ship running as everyone else is just spinning I, I, out. I, my, my favorite episode being the one with uh, with Lionel is, I mean, that that that's my, I, I think I, Lionel, Lionel Boyce uh, of uh, Odd Future fame. Oh, Re- yeah, really, right. really great to see because it's like, he was always kind of the actor of the group, right? But it, it's really nice to see him like fully, fully, fully yeah. elevated. He was um, up there at the um, I don't know, I think it was the Golden Globes. Yeah, he what, he, he was he gave he the gave speech. The, yeah, that rock. It's like you go from Odd Future to the Golden Globes. That's nuts. That's cool. um, uh, yeah, and also um, uh, Matthew Maddie Matheson, who's a a real life chef. Neil I guess he gets yeah, yeah, Neil Fack is not a actor at all. And yeah, we we're, so we're gonna get more of him in season three. I'm I'm sure of it. Because oh, there well, was we got the whole fact family now, because Claire is a fact. So <laughs> oh, yeah. we're just gonna keep getting more facts entering the entering the flow. Lots of facts. Um incredible show. Uh just to shout out again, I I think Forks is a masterpiece. Oh, um, shout out to Oliver Platt. Who plays Uncle yep. Jimmy? Um, man, just fucking love that guy. And like every single scene he's in, it's that's the thing about the show is like from scene to scene, you're just like, oh my god, this guy. That's that is the core of the show. And then you're like, you see this guy, and you're like, oh man, that's that's the meat and potatoes yeah. of the show. That's who you, you, you love. Know, and then he just jumps jumps around. It. Yeah, you know, we can shout out old guys and diners with. You know, he's got triples of the Nova and shit. That, that guy, that guy rocked. <laughs> the it's, deal, it's, the deal just went through. Yeah, yeah. And I, every every single acting performance and all of the writing and all of the directing was just incredibly masterful. It's, it really is one of those things where, like, yes, there's going to be more of the Bear, and like, there isn't going to be more of Succession, more of these other shows. The thing is that, like. I don't want to take advantage of this particular season of TV because I it's that good. The thing is that like there is more likely than not season three of the bear will not be as good as season two of the bear. Like just factually just odds are that they produced a 10 out of 10 season. 
the odds are in their favor that they aren't going to produce another 10 out of 10 season. Like this is one of the best seasons of TV I've ever seen in my entire life. And like, I don't know if they're going to be able to do this again. If they do, but they did, but they just did. Here's the thing. If they do season one was perfect. Season one was pretty much perfect. Uh, they're in like the most rare. Yeah, they they they, per- and, they perfected perfection. In yeah, <laughs> I'm just like I just don't want to take this for granted. Like that we are living in the era that we are. The like of the the bear. We're we're living in the age of the bear. So we did it. Go Chicago. Yeah, the bear is Hunter's number one, and Dane and I's number two. That's our list. Um, real quick, rapid fire honorable mentions um before we go um the third season of dave i thought was really strong oh uh, people are still watching i don't think yeah. I, I don't think that i watched still the third exists. season very good very very good um lots of star power i, I will be submitting um this uh season for a few categories shouting out some of the uh absolute knockout guest stars in the third season of the bear or of, uh, for of days Oh, yeah, yeah. Of yeah, Dave. I have bad news for you, which is that me and Drew will not vote for those because we have not seen. Well, them. I, I'll, I'll shout them out next week. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Mrs. Davis on Peacock. Uh, I'm my, happy for you and Damon Lindelof. My beloved Damon Lindelof <laughs> with the weird one of the weirdest shows ever about a nun fighting an artificial intelligence. That's and also awesome, the Holy actually. Grail. Um, yeah, sure. Some, this is this is Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, dude. That's that's what I'm hearing. Uh, Fargo season five just wrapped up last night. I thought it was really strong. Um, uh, John Hamm finally starting to break out of the Don Draper mold. He's very sinister. Um, really just off putting in this role as like a very kind of Trumpian evangelical, just madman uh, running. A, he's like a sheriff running a ranch. Uh, also, Juno Temple. Speaking of uh, Ted Lasso, hey, she's incredible okay. in this. Yeah, I love Juno Temple. Um, hey, can we shout time. out? Can we shout out uh, half of Ted Lasso that was incredible, and then just ignore the other half of Ted Lasso that was just hot garbage? It was. It was so uneven. Um, the other two, really, really, really funny show. Uh, on so HBO you want to talk about the behind the scenes or? just a knockout like hilarious show it's okay. it's all so right. good everybody it's got al- everybody got along behind the scenes yeah, all the casting it was a crew, really healthy the uh, behind the scenes uh-huh. uh what we do in the shadows consistently just an absolutely hilarious show I mean, it was a consistent seasons. it was like a consistent seven for me this season i think they peaked in uh season three yeah yeah i think that uh I just love these characters. I just love like vibing with them. It, the yeah. the new season is going to be the final one. So yeah. Uh, and then some slop, uh, some Loki, slop. Loki, Loki. Ah. Uh, season two, um, Ahsoka, uh, Ahsoka, the, the slop uh, was rotten this year, guys, sh- like truly abhorrent. Shout out to Sarah Tudson of uh, Illuminati hotties for writing a song that appeared in the Ahsoka show. It was that show was Keep really bad. Them checks. The Mandalorian bad. Secret Invasion, one of the worst things I've ever Secret seen. Secret Invasion. Ugh. You guys, you don't have to keep watching this. You can just stop. Here's the thing. You know, I reached a point where I was like, I think I'm done. 
And then I was just done. It's, I, it's I enjoyed so Loki season one and I just decided not to partake in anymore. Loki right? season one is awesome. Loki season yeah. two, I thought was like, wow, you're paying this much money for a police procedural. Remember, <laughs> like, remember when they decided to invest their entire future in a, uh, a sexual assault <laughs> deviant? Oh, uh, Jonathan Majors. Yeah. Yeah, a guy who definitely somebody in this pod said that he was going to be an Oscar winner in the next who? five years. We can't, we can't. Yeah, who, we're all trying to find out guy who did this. We're all trying to figure out who it was who was all in on yeah. Last Black Man, San Francisco. Man, Any, uh, um, since it since it came up, I got to shill Silo. Uh, I'm, I'm going to watch it. There, uh, common common had a pretty solid acting performance. I love Rebecca. I, I will Ferguson. say I've had yeah. multiple people at my job who have said like silo rules, like just random, like normies who don't dive in. But yeah, like, I have free Apple TV because of my iPhone who are just like silo, silo is incredible. I, I think I think my buddy Vinny was like, you should watch silo. And I was like, well, I'm teleworking today. I'll just throw it on in the background. And by the end of the day, it's like, yeah, I'm not actually doing work anymore. I'm very <laughs> I'm invested in, in this. Any other um, honorable um, mentions? I was going to shout out. Uh, it's only four episodes, so it was never going to make my list. But something that I really enjoyed it, was a uh, Pokemon Invincible? Concierge. Oh. oh, you watched that? Yeah, that's really that's really it's, cute. It's a really really well done piece of stop motion animation that just Ooh. popped up on Netflix at the end of the year. It's again, it's four episodes in total. It's like I don't know, like. 50 minutes so it's I, like not really I, a like comprehensive I, piece of television yeah, but I, like, I was figuring nice. at some point i'd like come home from the bars and be like this is a good time to throw this on honestly like, it's a that's a perfect time for it. it you know it's like it's a dub of like a japanese children's story so it's like i want to learn about how like we should learn to be more extroverted as human beings and like things like that. It's like kind of like simple stories, places like and weird places. It's, you know, it's it, it Psyduck plays a key role, which I I've always been a big Psyduck defender. So uh, that that's good for me. Um, I have a long list of things that like, I just missed out on that. I'm really sad about that is headlined by fall of the house of usher, Ooh, which yeah. is just a major miss by me. As just these are my confessions. Just one, <laughs> Dane. You of all people. Yeah, have, we've got we've got a bond, <laughs> Dane. How you and I have uh, literally created a fall of the House of Usher uh, <laughs> website website like uh, back in tenth grade at a uh, child's yeah. high school together. Um, I I this is a big miss by me that I just kind of ran out of time to watch, and then I was just like, well, this feels bad to binge because I I don't want to. I don't want to disrespect my boy like that. Uh, but that, and then Daisy Jones and the six yeah. are two I, shows where it's just, they, I've got a friend I, who's been hyping that up. And I, here's just, the thing. I 2023, one of the years, one of the things that's going to be defined by is, uh, I've gotten into more than anything. I meant to talk about this in our music episode, but like I've gotten into a lot of older music. Big thing was REM. And another big thing was Fleetwood Mac. Uh, is I've gotten really deep into Fleetwood Mac in the last year. And I have wanted to make the dive into Daisy Jones and the Six because it's kind of like a faux modern Fleetwood Mac kind yeah. of not modern, but just um 
yeah. fictional, fictional yeah. modern. Yeah. Doc- yeah, it's it's I don't know how exactly how you can describe it because it's like a fictional documentary of what Fleetwood Mac was like there is a Stevie Nicks type character there is a and they all have sex with each other kind of very dramatic Um, yeah but uh that that that's another one that I just I just missed all right Dane anything else I forgot I was gonna do a bit for my number one I was gonna say that my favorite season of TV in 2023 was the summer I turned pretty season two Ew. What? And, 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 I, and I wish I could have gotten an authentic reaction to me saying that, but this is what I get. Is I, that really? Did you really watch that? No, I didn't watch oh, that. Oh, God. I was about to say. <laughs> That's what all like the Gen Z people I work with watch. Like whenever Ugh. they talk about TV, they're like, oh, yeah, the summer I turned pretty. I'm like, these are all, this is a fake show. These are all fake people. I don't know what you're talking about. Have you seen <laughs> yeah, The Bear? Liz- no, okay. No, Liz Lemon wrote this for an episode of Thirty Rock. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> all right. Well, we can wrap it up there. Uh, thank you all for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe, like, and comment. Let us know your thoughts on everything we talked about. All the shows on our top tens. Thank you so much, Dane, for coming on. Is there any parting words? Anything you want to plug and let the people know? Uh, 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 spay new to your pets. Go read One Piece. Don't watch it. Perfect. Thank you so much, man. Uh, we're gonna have you back for the Tom series. Yeah, I've got I've got a again a movie I haven't seen before. I believe it is uh, Saving Private Ryan, which I yes. have to you've rent. never seen Saving Private Ryan. Oh my! God. I'm a TV guy, not a movie guy. That's gonna be nuts. Dane, okay. I'm gonna s- figure out the perfect 40 minute clips of Saving Private Ryan. I'm gonna spit it up to you in like increments. So you can digest it the way that you're used to <laughs> digest it in 40 minute clip. That's like two 40 minute clips, man. No, it's like three. Yeah, it's a, it's a long, it's a, it's a long boy. Yeah. Um, we're excited for that. That'll be fun. Um, yeah. In the meantime, check out webottomike.net to get every episode in your inbox. Join the discord. Thank you donors for donating. Thank you. Rumpy for sponsoring this episode. When would you have taken a pee during this? Is there any time that Drew was talking? Um, what's the best show to pee during? Um, how, uh, how to John Wilson, how to pee? No, how to no, pee. you definitely, you don't want to miss a goddamn second of that show. <laughs> yeah. You're um, going to, you're going to come back and there's going to be guys like hanging dong with like weights attached to their foreskin. And you're going to be very confused <laughs> based on a true story. Probably. Um, uh, the last of us during the gay episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm going to the bathroom. Gay people. Pee. They just keep peeing. Whenever they <laughs> go I'm, together. That's what gay guys do, right? It's just two it's dudes. Two, it's, just, they it's share two penises and then they piss into each other's urethra. That's what they want to. Yeah. That's what, that's what the gays do. Patreon.com yeah. slash. We bought a mic. Thank you all for listening and supporting stick around for the Wabamis. Next week, we put a final bow on 2023. It's a black tie event for both you and I. So yeah. we're both, we're you, if you're listening, you have to be wearing a black tie while listening to the Wabamis. Uh, we give out our awards. We give out our scoot hogs. It'll be a great time. Uh, so stick around. Thanks again, Dane. We'll see Thanks you next for time. having me. We love you. Bye. 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 Bye.